0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Believe in Miami Heat podcast. Back for our last episode of 2021, recording this right before New Year's Eve. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Norris Cole. The
1: champ is here. We in the building right before the New Year's last show of 2021. What's going on, Sean?
0: Not much. Enjoying a little bit of a break. I've uh, been, been working a little bit of basketball camp this week. The 76ers are doing some holiday camps, so I've spent my last few days doing that during the day. So that's been fun, hanging out with kids, you know, coaching up some basketball and, you know, just enjoying some time off from teaching and uh, getting ready to go into my second semester and uh, second half of basketball season. What's going on over there with your season? How's everything going?
1: Everything's been going well um, in our last game got canceled due to COVID the team we played, had, you know, too many COVID cases, so we had to postpone that game. Um, you know, we secured our um, advancement to Champions League, um, to the Sweet 16 in Champions League. We were number one in our group, so we automatically advanced there. And we're fighting for a position to, um, you know, qualify for the Spanish playoff, for the for the Spanish Cup. So, you know, it's been a competitive year so far.
0: We're back in Better Than Ever, a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just go to our promo code believe 50 that's B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your welcome bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season, even into 2022 after the new year. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds you can find at a light price $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink or beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lab grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. Price, they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds, never a doll moment. What have you, you know, seen? Obviously, you know, if you're talking here in America, most of our listeners are in America, but we have worldwide people. Like, what are you seeing over there in terms of COVID, not just with basketball, but just in general? Like how How has life over there changed, you know, just in the time that you've been over in Spain? What are you seeing in, in, you know, like the differences and what's changing as this is evolving?
1: Well, the similarities are, you know, kind of common. You know, the numbers are going up. Um, Players on teams are – players and, like, administration and staff, you know, are – you know, the numbers are going up, especially with the Omicron variant. And when that happens, you know, they have rules in place where if it's – I believe if it's three or more uh, players and administrators, you know, they postpone the game, you know, unless the team has, you know, a lot of players on the roster. You know, some teams have different amounts of players on their roster. Some teams have, you know, 15 whole, whole bigger rosters. Some teams don't. So if it's a team that don't hold a huge roster and they have, you know, three or more, you know, cases, those games are automatically canceled or postponed. And I think for teams with, you know, 15, maybe a 15-player roster, I think the number is five. They have five cases, confirmed cases. You know, they, the game is postponed or canceled. So that's kind of what's going on. And, you know, they're starting to put those – some places are starting to put the curfews back in place, you know, or no fans. Like I think in Germany right now, they they don't have any fans. Um, some places are, you know – putting in restrictions on how many fans can come to the game. It was starting to be like 85 to 90%, close to hundred percent. Now they're lowering the numbers back down to how many fans can come. So it looked like it's trending backwards right now in a negative direction. But I think, you know, I think with most people in Europe, they're vaccinated. No, they had, they're vaccinated, excuse me. So that makes it a little bit different. You know, in Spain, I think 85, 90% of the population is vaccinated. So it's not as lethal, I should say. You know, not as many people are dying, which is a good thing.
0: Yeah, you know, I, we're seeing the same thing here, at least in in my area in Philadelphia. I know uh, on Monday, on the 3rd, I think it is, um, any restaurants, any bars, basically anywhere that serves food, you have to show proof of vaccination to come in. Um, so they're changing yep. that. Um, same thing with, like, you know, indoor venues, so like Wells Fargo where the Sixers and the Flyers play you have to show proof of vaccination starting on the third. So like you said, it's going back to, you know, how things were, you know, months ago. And uh, unfortunately I think, I hope it's a temporary spike and that's all indications are that way that we're going to kind of go through a rough patch here and hopefully come out on the other side uh, in a better spot. But, you know, we all have to do our part. I mean, it's, it's, it's frustrating to have to wear your mask. It's frustrating to, you know, have to stay away from people and not do your, your normal routines, but, At the end of the day, we all want to get out of this. I know we're, I think everyone would agree. The one thing we might all agree on is we're tired of the COVID and the restrictions and all these different things. And it's just kind of a a humanity thing. Like, let's do what we got to do to all get out of this together.
1: Absolutely. Just do what we got to do temporarily, wear the mask, get vaccinated, you know, or immunize whatever you want to do, but let's make the necessary sacrifices so that we can get back to our, our normal lives. Well, you know, it's going to be a new normal now. So yeah, <laughs> whatever. to say a normal new normal. Means. I
0: don't know if it's, I don't know if it's ever going to go back to the old normal, but, um, well, right. you know, when we talk about basketball, obviously with the Miami heat and, and that they've kind of got a off easy so far, we really haven't had a whole lot of COVID problems like most of the rest of the league and until very recently. And, uh, You know, today we're recording this on Wednesday. The the Heat had kind of throughout the day different things pop up, different guys go into protocols. We had it the previous game where Max Struce, basically like a half hour before the game, got to put into protocols. Uh, And tonight's game against the Spurs on the road uh, was canceled. And um, the NBA has only done that 10 times this season. And there's been a lot of criticism with the NBA pushing forward. We talked about this last uh, episode about, you know, kind of your thoughts on should they push forward? Should they cancel games? Should there be a pause? And, the NBA has really adjusted some of the rules to allow them to push forward. Uh, but the heat lost a game tonight. Um, and that didn't lost lose a game, but lost the opportunity to play a game because of COVID. What are your thoughts on that? You know, how everything is going in the league right now. And uh, we'll, we'll touch about the, the call-ups and all those things in just a second.
1: Um, I think the NBA is right. Um, I don't think it makes sense to stop or postpone the league as a whole. I think, you know, if it's a drastic case where they'd have to you know between two teams and they have to postpone it that's okay but to do it league wide you know it doesn't make sense to do that at this point because we have to learn how to live with with the virus and you know i don't i don't think financially it would make sense either to stop the league so you know we just we just have to go through it um, guys have to try to be as responsible as possible you know in their personal lives and while while they're traveling um, and just make the adjustment. But I, I think the league has done a good job as, as far as trying to, you know, move forward. Maybe they have to I believe they might have to go back to how it was last season as far as, you know, the testing. You know, they were testing a lot last season, even though it was uncomfortable for players sometimes. But at least it kept guys safe, you know, testing more, making it mandatory to have the mask. Um, may, maybe separating them a little bit on the bench, you know, how they had all those restrictions last year during the season. They might have to go back to that temporarily until, you know, until they get a handle on things.
0: You talked about, you know, being more responsible. What, what would you say that looks like? I mean, just maybe even from your own personal experience right now, you're in, you're in your season, you don't want to get sick. You don't want your teammates to get sick. How do you feel like you're adjusting kind of your game day routine about, you know, preparing for a game in, in this time of COVID.
1: Well, my game day routine is the same. It's, it's more of the personal life. Like, so for me, I don't really have visitors. You know, my family, they haven't came to see me since I've um, been overseas. Um, I want them to stay as safe as possible. I don't want to put them at risk, especially now my parents say, you know, you know, they're seniors now, so I don't want them to be at risk at all, at least as possible. Um, you know, I wear my mask everywhere. I, I stay out of, you know, places with low ceilings that's, you know, where I'm like kind of entrapped. I stay out of areas like that, you know, as much as possible. I like to stay in open area, open air area spaces. Um, I, you know, I wash my hands constantly. I mean, I don't I don't really shake hands with anyone. I give them the fist bump or the forearm, the elbow bump, but I don't shake any hands. Um, you know, and, and it has to be that way. It's not anything, it's just not it's not like you're upset with anybody. It's just that You know, you just have to have to be as safe as possible, man. You just you just have to be that way because I'm out here to play to play. I'm out here to to be healthy. I'm out here to make a living. I'm not out here just to be out here. So (laughs) for me, if I'm not playing basketball, what am I doing out here? So I want to do everything I can so that I can be on the court and play.
0: Yeah, I mean, all that makes sense. And whether you're a professional basketball or you're just an average, you know, person working a 95, I mean, all those things are stuff that we all have to do. We, we mentioned that a little bit ago. And you know, some of the things you said, like I had this conversation before we left for winter break with my varsity players, and it's like having that conversation with high school players. A lot of times, you know, they don't have the decisions on where they're going to eat or if they're going out to eat and things like that. It's driven by their parents, but you know, we want to have our season too. And it's it's maybe not as meaningful as an NBA season, you know, in terms of money, revenue, and things like that. But, you know, decisions that these kids are making over winter break, when we come back from winter break, you know, it's it could affect our season. And, you know, it's, it's important that not just about basketball, but about everybody's life, that we're making positive decisions, making decisions that are going to be helpful for everybody.
1: Absolutely, man. It's just – a global pandemic you have have to put humanity as a whole first before you put yourself first. And then once we, once a lot of people have that attitude, I think we'll be able to move forward, you know, in a better, in a better light.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's bring it back to basketball. We've had a lot of COVID talk to get this started, Uh, you know, to get it back on a maybe less serious note. I did see a funny tweet today uh, talking about when they canceled the Spurs game that they turned the AC back on in the gym. You got any reaction to that?
1: back NBA Finals. On back in the, uh, <laughs> I wish they would have turned it on back in the finals. Might have a chance of having another championship ring on my finger. <laughs> Cause it was I hot did. in there, Jeez. but it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> hot at shoot around. It was ice cold at shoot around. Then all of a sudden it was sweltering hot game time.
0: Yeah, we, we won't get too much into that controversy, but it was a funny tweet. I I, I kind of forgot about that. You probably haven't forgot about that as much. Yeah, but. that
1: was it. Yeah, it's funny, but it ain't so funny, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we had to break up that uh that serious COVID talk a little bit, but you know, getting back to basketball and talking about this on a league-wide scale. And, and the Heat saw this a little bit today, but you know, the NBA has granted the ability for these teams to uh, fill in roster spots when people get in Im- protocols and uh we've seen a lot of guys called up i think it's i forget what the number was it was an incredible amount of players the most players that have ever appeared in the nba in an entire season have already happened this season after like two months and you know when you're looking at it there's there's kind of two different camps there's a lot of guys that are getting called up from the g leagues um or you know kind of guys that haven't made it yet and you're also seeing like the Joe Johnson's, the uh, Isaiah Thomas's, the veteran guys that are getting called in to, you know, fill those spots. I know that you kind of, you have the perspective of that veteran player. You've won championships. You've played in big moments. How do you view that? You know, when they're, when they're filling these roster spots, how do you see that as, you know, the strategy that teams are using to fill those spots?
1: Um. I believe it's, it's obviously great for every player that gets a chance to play in the NBA, especially young guys that has never got the opportunity. But I believe it's good, especially for the vets, you know, to be able to have a chance to get back in because that's what this league is missing, you know, you know, having veteran players, you know, veteran role players. and I, I think that, you know, for me especially, I, I believe it's, it's great to be able to see some of those guys work and stay in shape and be able to get that call up. Um, By the way, I'm ready as well. Teams out there, just, you know, FYI, you know, you need a veteran guard, you know, getting ready for the playoffs and all that I'm ready. But, yeah, I think it's I think it's a great opportunity. Obviously, you don't wish, you know, bad health on anyone. So from that standpoint, it's unfortunate. But just to have the opportunity of guys to be able to play in the NBA and fulfill their dreams. I think that's pretty cool, bro. I really do. Um, Guys that might not might not normally get the chance. Now we'll have the chance to showcase on the world's biggest stage. I, I think when people say stay ready, you never know when your opportunity is going to come. This is one of those moments that they are talking about. You, no one foresaw this coming. But if you stay ready, if you stay professional, if you stayed in shape, this is the opportunity.
0: Yeah, and, and you've seen that already because these guys are being forced into minutes, and it's not just garbage minutes. It's not just on bad teams. This is affecting everybody, and you've seen exactly. uh, Joe, Joe Johnson stepped in for the Celtics, and I can't think of who they were playing, but he stepped in and had a good game. I think it was against the Cavs, maybe, um, and, and finished a game and played very well, and, and you watch him in the summertime. He can still play. I mean, he's he is no joke. You get him; they call him ISO Joe. I mean, he can just he can put the ball in the basket. And uh, Isaiah Thomas had some moments with the Lakers. Um, obviously, his ten day ran out, and now he's he got picked up by the Mavericks, I believe. Um, and, and so, guys, and are Brandon Knight, Brandon Brandon yeah. Knight
1: for the Mavs had a you know yeah. had a great game another day. Yeah, so it's it's some guys that's definitely taking advantage of their opportunity, and it's good to see.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's it's probably un, and unfortunately something that's going to continue, at least for the next few weeks or few months, as this variant continues to ravish through. And, you know, you just hope these guys step up and have opportunities and, uh, and cash in on them because it's it's a great opportunity to prove yourself for guys that may not have had that opportunity otherwise. Um, Absolutely. You know. Speaking of stepping up, you know, the Heat, while they had not had COVID issues, they had had some injury issues. And, and obviously, we've talked about Jimmy and Bam being out. Markeith Morris is still out. Victor Lodipo is still out. And we've had some, some smaller injuries along the way with Kyle Lowry and some different people. But despite all that, the Heat are 8-2 and two in their last 10. They won four in a row at home uh, over the last four. Obviously, we just talked about the first game in this road trip got canceled, and we have six more games coming up on this West Coast road trip. But the Heat are playing great basketball right now, and it's, it's been a different guy every night. We've had Max Bruce game winners. We've had Tyler Hero scoring 30. Duncan Robinson hit eight threes last night. I mean, Omer has stepped up in his role as a starting center lately. What have you seen, you know, just kind of an
1: overall look at the Heat over the last few weeks and, and these guys stepping into their roles? We call that winning by committee being a team a complete team this has been a complete team effort but winning by committee and you know every every night you know you don't know who is going to be but like he culture always says stay prepared stay ready so you don't have to get ready and these guys are hungry these young guys you know Mir and Struz you know and uh, Vincent you know, these young guys, you know, Martin, they, they, they're, they're taking full advantage of their opportunities when when given. And I'm excited about it because what this does is when you can win games and you, you have multiple guys hurt or in, in protocol, you can still win games. Man, it, it builds that fortitude and that foundation so that when, you know, playoff time comes, you've already faced adversity and you know that every single person, on that bench is capable of stepping in, you know, and contributing. And so when you have that type of confidence, you know, is going to have a lot to work with, you know, come, come playoff time.
0: Yeah. I think it's the first time since the bubble that we've been nine games above 500 and, and you really transitioned us to our next topic is eventually these guys are going to get healthy. You know, we're most likely on Friday is our next game against uh, Houston. It sounds like people will be back and that game will happen. Um, Uh, Jimmy Butler rolled his ankle late in that last game against Washington it sounds like he should be back for Friday Uh, Kyle Lowry it sounds like should be back for Friday the guys in protocols it's it's kind of still iffy obviously we don't know much about those but you know when everyone is healthy you know let's say you know in a few weeks few months as we're getting into the playoffs what are we going to do about this rotation because the heat the question was early, are we deep enough? Do we have enough? And, and the question now is not do we have enough. How do we squeeze out this rotation when we get to the playoffs? What do you see with that?
1: Um, I don't think it's going to be that difficult. I mean, you play your best players. <laughs> and obviously the young guys, they're stepping up and they're doing a good job, which is important for the season. But, you know, for playoff time, you know, you play your guys. You play, you play your top eight, nine guys. You know, obviously in the playoff, most times the rotation goes down. And guys are just going to have to accept their role and be ready. You know, every playoff run I've ever been on, I've ever seen since, you know, watching and being a part of the NBA or any any professional league is that every person on the team is going to have their moment to step in and contribute to the success of the team in a playoff moment. You know, some is going to be more than others, but every player is going to have that moment. And so, you know, guys are just going to have to stay ready, you know, and, if their number gets called, be ready to step in, and if not, you know, be over there, you know, cheering and practicing, making sure that the guys who are going to play a lot, you know, are prepared. But I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be that big a deal, you know, when Spo gets, you know, the the core guys back to, you know, tell the younger guys, okay, your minutes, your minutes are going to, you know, go down significantly. I think guys understand that, and they're going to have to be. That's just, you know, it's grown man basketball.
0: Yeah. And I I think you've seen and heard that over the last few weeks as these guys are getting interviewed and you're getting a lot of attention for Max and Gabe and Omer. And those guys continually cite the fact that, you know, the work that they put in, the one-on-ones that they play upstairs with Jimmy and UD, the work that they're putting Mm -hmm. in with Malik Allen and Anthony Carter and Chris Quinn and um, Karan Butler, those guys, you know, I think it's, the word is always oh, is the culture, right? I mean, we use that all the time with the heat, but like in a true sense, it's the culture of understanding that, you know what, these guys are putting in so much work. If you try to put in the work once your time arrives, like Omer got thrown into basically from being the third center to be in the starting center, had a couple of double doubles. If he wasn't working his tail off since this summer, he it would show when he was on the court, when he got put into those minutes, he's played pretty well. He's made mistakes too, but he's also performed very well because he put in the work ahead of time.
1: Absolutely. Luck, the, the one definition I've heard that I like about luck is when, you know, preparation meets unexpected opportunity. But the preparation comes first. If you get the opportunity, but you haven't been preparing for it, you're not going to be ready. And so, you know, obviously Big O, along with all the other young guys, you know, Vincent and Martin and all those guys, they've been preparing themselves. And so when they get that random, oh, let's go. It's time to go in be fella. You know, he's not shocked. He's more like, all right, finally I'm ready. You know? And so I think the culture supports that. And these guys, you know, their, their hard work has been able to be displayed for the world to see because they work hard in private every day. They work hard with no cameras watching every day. And now they're able to, you know, let their talents be seen on the worldwide you know, stage. And so, you know, big props and big shout out to them and the coaches for, you know, keeping those guys ready.
0: Yeah. And the other guy we did shout out is Marcus Garrett. And he's had an opportunity the last few games with Kyle Lowry out and uh, the minutes that he's had his defense. And we saw it this summer in summer league. I know you were there for a few days. And, and obviously he was a proven defender at Kansas. Um he, him and Gabe Vincent, full court pressuring guys, whether it's in the two or whether in full court, man, they are giving guys hell. I mean, uh, last night you could see it on the broadcast from Spencer Dinwiddie. He was just exhausted of trying to bring the ball up against pressure nonstop because those guys were always out there. Uh, it reminded me, if you think back to those days of, you know, the Jeremy Lynn, people think about that all the time. You and Rio pressuring him full court, the pressure that you guys could put on the ball him and Gabe, I mean, they were just nasty in the full court pressure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he stepped in like a young guy, ready, like hungry, thirsty for the opportunity, like his youthful energy. Um, obviously, you know, no one's perfect, but his his ability to compete, that's what I noticed and what I love the most about it. He, he's out there competing at the highest level, Um, And once again, you know, another guy fits right into the culture. But, you know, his competitive nature allows him to be able to, you know, do what he does until, you know, until, you know, either he signs another 10 day or, you know, it runs out. But I think his competitive nature will give him a shot, you know, in this league one day.
0: Yeah, one more young guy. We gotta we gotta definitely shout out one more young guy, and that's UD. UD had an eight point performance the other night. He had a three pointer the other night. <laughs> he had the game winning rebound the other night against the
1: Pistons. How shout about that young guy? OG. Hey, <laughs> you, you talking about somebody that's ready for any and everything? U D is always ready. And so that doesn't surprise me. Shout out to the OG, you know, my championship brother, teammate. He's ready all you got to do is say his name. If you say his name, you understand what's going to happen. High level rebounding, high level defending, high level communication, high level competitiveness, ultra high level competitiveness, you know, and he's, he's been working on that jumper as we saw, you know, he's been working on that three for years, not just last year or the year before that UD been working on that, that three point jumper for years. And so, you know, he's always ready. So, that, nothing he does surprises me because I know I know how hard he works and I know how competitive he is firsthand. I've seen it. So shout out to the OG. And hopefully he's, he can come back pretty soon and get out of the protocol.
0: Yeah, definitely. He, uh, he really stepped up that night when uh, Dwayne Debman went out. He had a great game. Uh, we'll, we'll close it up with uh, a couple of rapid-fire questions. And, and I, I asked some people to send me some ideas just to pitch towards you and some things that I've seen or they've seen on Twitter – that we'll throw at you. And the first one's a little crazy. It's not something that's reality, um, but this was proposed uh, on heat Twitter. Hypothetically, if you could trade Jimmy Butler for LeBron James and put LeBron on this team, this heat team with all these shooters with the, the current roster, what do you think that would look like? Do you think that would be not to put down Jimmy in any way, but do you think that would be a advantage heat or a disadvantage Heat in that trade?
1: man I, I don't like that because you know jimmy is doing a great job in leading this team and all that but i mean everybody you know what I mean and lebron is lebron is going to make any team better you know? i mean he's he's a once in a lifetime once in a generation player so you know any team lebron goes to as long as he's healthy that team is going to that team's going to be a lot better you know that's just how that, that's just the way that is. But I don't like that. Cause I, you know, Jimmy is doing a great job, you know, and I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to look at it like that, but yeah, there's nobody that can do. LeBron does things that nobody else on the earth can do with a basketball. So that's, he's different, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, if you would have said, Jimmy, it's not to put down LeBron either, either way we went with this. They're both great players. It's uh it's interesting because you think about the the roster that we have all those shooters and we know LeBron, you know, his ability to get to the basket and find shooters, the way that he moves the ball at his size his his ability to read the defense. That's why I think that that fantasy, you know, NBA two K type GM thing comes in there, but I, I saw some interesting discussion and the person that pitched it to me uh, to throw it to you. Um, yeah. You know, I, I thought it was a, an interesting one, but obviously it's not reality. Um Looking at something that could be reality, uh, when we get to the playoffs, what would you say would be the most difficult matchup for the Heat in the East? If everybody is healthy, including our opponents, so Heat roster's healthy, everyone's healthy, we're not going to factor in injuries, we're going to even include you know the COVID stuff and restrictions in certain cities, everybody's available for every game. What would be the hardest matchup for the Heat in the East?
1: Uh, I believe... Brooklyn Nets would be the hardest matchup. Um, I believe the Heat matchup well. It would be difficult, but they they match up well with Milwaukee, I believe. Um, like I said, that will still be tough. Milwaukee would be a tough out as well. But I believe Brooklyn would be the toughest because at the end of the day, they got three guys that no defense can shut down. I mean, they literally – and one of those guys – is as close to impossible to guard as impossible can come, you know, in the NBA, uh, Kevin Durant, you know, there's no de- there's no defense or scheme, you know, that can stop him. And so, and then Kyrie same with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, those guys can maybe be slowed down more than KD can, but they have three guys that can just be like, go get a bucket and at a high efficient level. And so I think the, Brooklyn would be the toughest um, if everybody is available and everybody's healthy. And then they got you know shooting Joe Harris, and Patty Mills, and you know Blake Griffin, Paul Millsap. You know, in the pace in which they're going to play, I, yeah, I, I believe Brooklyn would be the toughest.
0: Yeah, that's you know when we're talking about injuries, you know, obviously the Brook Lopez part of the Bucks. I mean, he was such an important piece last year, and he's had back surgery, and he's a huge question mark, and.
1: You know, the Cavs right. have
0: been great early on and they just lost Ricky Rubio last night to a ACL injury or two nights ago to an ACL injury, which is unfortunate because he's, he's had that injury before. So that hurts them because he was playing well for them. And, you know, it's going to happen around the league. And, you know, when you go to that hypothetical of everyone being healthy uh, and, and getting Kyrie back in there, um, that's it's. I mean, obviously, on paper, they're they're the toughest one for sure. What if you hypothetically got us into the finals? uh, What would be the toughest matchup out of the West? You know, you're looking at Golden State. You're looking at Phoenix, Utah, Denver, maybe. What what would you say would be the toughest matchup for the Heat if we got to the finals?
1: Um, If everybody's healthy, I would say Golden State. Because, one, they've been there before multiple times. And then, two, that would mean Klay Thompson is back. And if Klay Thompson is back, even if he's only 80 percent, 85 percent of himself, you know, that's a big difference. And if he's all the way back, you're talking about the best shooting backcourt ever being healthy with Draymond Green and wise men and with Steve Kerr's coaching experience and making adjustments. You know, that would be the toughest matchup I would see, because once again, there is no defense for Steph Curry and Klay Thompson there's no defense that can <laughs> all you can really do is you put a scheme together and then you hope that they miss and if that's your strategy going into a game you you don't feel that confident you know hoping that they miss cuz <laughs> cuz you know you know that they're not going to miss too often you know yeah
0: that's they that matchup them in Phoenix, I just hope and pray as a basketball fan, we get that in the playoffs, whether it's in the second that round might- or the third round. I mean, that would be awesome. awesome. Must see TV. And, you know, you know whoever. I, I
1: would, I would love ahead. to see the intensity level because, you know, you know Draymond is a high-level intensity guy, but the whole heat culture is nasty, high-level intense. So I would love to see the intensity and the competitiveness at the highest level in the finals. You know, I'm sure it would be very chippy out there. I, I would I would love to see. I would love to see that, you know, that would almost bring back like 90s type of the 90s vibe when it comes to the competitive chippiness out there. I would love to see that.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And it would be a heck of a matchup. If we got there, I would be happy getting to the finals again. We haven't had it in two years. And uh, most teams have, haven't have got there in a longer time than that. So two years is not a long time to wait. But uh, thank you Norris for coming on. And before we close it out, just plug anything you want and uh, we'll see you guys next week in 2022.
1: Man, I just want to say happy holidays. I uh, hope you guys have a happy new year. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate, you know, you all supporting us in the show. Please keep liking, please keep subscribing. Keep, please keep following me and, you know, on the social media of me and my career, you know, overseas. And, um, you know, hopefully I can, you know, be able to come back, you know, play in the NBA again with you got you know, with all the Heat Nation, with all the fans in the NBA. But until next year, 2021 has been great. 2022, we're doing bigger things. Heat Nation, we out!